The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Present in this place. Thank you for that which eyes have not seen. Thank you for that which ears have not heard. Thank you for that which has not even begun to enter into the heart of man. We give you praise, we give you glory, we give you honor and adorations in the mighty name of Jesus. Honor and glory we give unto you. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Praise the name of the Lord. Um, today we're in the final part of um, this series, Altar the meeting place, the third part, part three. We started three weeks ago. Um, and I want to encourage you. The, the, the teachings part of, well, every word of God should be treated like that. But I want to encourage you to get the CDs. Last week's sermon was fantastic. Was it not fantastic? You know, it was fantastic. Get the CDs and listen to it. They may appear, oh, shouldn't have known that. But those are the things that make the difference. Those are the things that make the difference. The CDs are free. If I, if I still understand that, you can download them for free and listen to them again. The part one, we established the fact that an altar is the place where divinity meets with humanity. An altar is the place where God, the maker of the heavens and the earth, meets with us, human beings. Any place God chooses to meet or man discovers that God meets, becomes an altar. And we explained um, um, the, 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 a whole lot of things, and we explained the two key things when it comes to an altar. The first one is what? Faith. And we said that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because he that comes to God must believe that he is, must believe that God is, and is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So the first thing that makes your altar effective is faith. When you are raising your altar to God, you believe that God is, you believe that God will respond, and he will in Jesus' name. And the second thing on the altar is, is a sacrifice. There's an altar without a sacrifice. Really, it's not an altar. It's a sacrifice. There's something that the fire of heaven comes and devours. There's something that provokes a response from God. So, there's, there's a faith factor and there's a sacrifice factor. And last week, we looked at the heart and how the heart is, is so, 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 so key. In fact, that is the... That is the heart of this, of this series. The heart. Last week's service was the heart of this series. If you get, because as the New Testament Christian, the, your altar stems from your heart. It's your heart. And out of your heart flows the issues of, of life. Out of your life, heart flows the issues of life. So we, we, if, you, if your heart is polluted, you're in, you're in real trouble. And I'm praying that God will Rescue you from that trouble by cleansing it in Jesus' name. And, and we learned that the fire on the altar must never go out. It must never go out. And that it, was, it is the sacrifice that actually completes your faith. It's the sacrifice that completes your faith. Paul puts it this way. It says, 
um, James puts it this way. He says, faith without works is dead. Is dead. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you your faith, my faith, by my works. And today, uh, the concluding part of the series, um, we are opening our Bibles to two openings, Acts of the Apostles, chapter 17, verse 22 to 23. Acts of the Apostles, 17, 22 to 23. And 1 Kings 2, 28 to 33. Acts of the Apostles, 17, 22 to 23. I read, so Paul... Standing before the council, this is in Athens, when, when Paul was in Athens, before the council addressed them as follows, men of Athens, I announce that, I notice that you are very religious in every way, for as I was walking along the way, I saw your many shrines and one of your altars that has this inscription on it, to the unknown God. This God, will you worship without knowing, is the one I'm telling you about. Now, Paul noticed that they, were, they had an altar for everything. And they had an altar to an unknown God. So that's our first text. Our second text, First Kings, Chapter 2, verse 28. 1 Kings 2, from verse 28. The word of God says that Joab had not joined himself to Absalom's, uh, to Adonijah's rebellion, even though he had joined himself to Absalom's rebellion. So when Joab heard about Adonijah's death, he ran to the sacred tent of the Lord. He ran into the house of the Lord and he grabbed onto the arms of the altar. And when this was reported to King Solomon, he sent Beniah, son of Jehoiada, to execute him, that is to kill Joab. Beniah went to the sacred tent of the Lord and said to Joab, the king orders you to come out. But Joab answered, no, I will die here. So Benaiah returned to the king and told him what Joab had said. I'm going to stop there. Paul walked through Athens and noticed that they had an altar to every god they knew. And they now had one to a god they didn't know. They are an unknown god. And Paul was saying to them, now that unknown god is, is, is what I have come to talk to you about. Now, continuing from, from last week, our heart is the altar. And many of us, the truth is, we have an altar to other gods. We have an altar. We have altars for other gods. From, now listen carefully. 
may shock you. Strangely, some Christians still visit shrines. They visit, they come to church with you. Some stay in your houses. But they have stuff that they are, you know, conjoined. And as, as we have prayed today, every of such altars are nullified in Jesus' name. But that's, that's just the, the interesting reality of, of Christianity, largely in this part of the world, largely, but as we will see, not only restricted to this part of the world. Both are still, are still patronizing false prophets. You know the guys are false prophets. I mean, I, I don't need to describe any, any place. Oh, okay, you don't go, but, but you, you, the, your uncle that goes says, ah, the Baba is very powerful, though. I know you born again people, you won't come. Just send, uh, some money, let them fast for you. And you look at your life, I say, it's true, I need prayers, though. So you send money to a priest of the devil, and they'll raise an altar for you. Then you come to church and you're like, why is my prayers not being answered? Pastor, I've been praying, I've been fasting, but there are altars that are speaking contradictorily in the spirit realm on your behalf that you have raised by yourself. Praise the name of the Lord. He said, okay, okay, I will follow you, I'll follow you, but I won't close my eyes when they are praying. So you follow them to the church, quote unquote. You claim you won't close your eyes, but you follow them. And you are raising altars to small letter G gods. And unfortunately, a lot of us don't know that those altars Rather speak for us, they are speaking against us. The intentions could be, could be good. There could be good intentions. But it does, it's just, the spiritual realm is not ruled by intentions. Oh God, I have a very good intention. Someone says to me, oh God sees my heart. No, 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 no. It's not ruled by intentions. It's ruled by dictates. It's ruled by ordinances. That's what rules. Praise the name of the Lord. And some of us today must stand in the place of prayer and actually repent and actually pull down those altars, I mean, which you have begun to do. I I believe if you were part of the prayer, I believe you have done, but you need to take it further by being specific and deal with them. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, you are saying, oh, but pastor, okay, thank God, I I don't go to no um, shrine. I've not not consulted any um, um, medium, neither have I engaged any false prophet and and all that. But like we learned last week, our hearts is the altar. Some of us, we are, the altar you have set up is the altar of fashion. You know, some people have an altar for fashion. They have an altar for fashion. That's their God. Their small letter, they have a small letter G God called fashion. Everybody say fashion. There's nothing wrong with fashion. You can be fashionable, it's fine, without having an altar for fashion. An altar for fashion. A, a clear example. I've, I've shared this before. A lady says to me, oh, I, 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 
I pray three minutes and I dress up for three hours. You pray three minutes and you dress up for three hours. Where is your altar? In the wardrobe. That's where the altar is. Or in front of the mirror. That's where the altar is. That's where the altar is. And for some of us, we are saying, no, okay, it's not fashion. But the altar you've raised, you've raised an altar for money. Strangely, some people, I pray not here in Jesus' name, can sell their sister or their brother to get ahead in life. They can sacrifice, I mean, they can sacrifice physically their sibling to get ahead. That's your God. You don't have to do it physically to have done it. Praise the name of the Lord. For, for some other people, it's, it's self. They are so selfish. That's their God. The, the, the self is the small letter G God that you have exalted above God. And that is an altar. It's an altar. For others, it's, it's a status. A status. They will do anything to achieve the status. You know, some, 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 someone said, a Pastor, ah, I need to be MRS this year. Come rain, come shine. You know what MRS is? Mrs. So, that marital status to be Mrs. is your God. You will do whatever it takes to get to that marital status. But what you don't know is that people that get into that marital status... <laughs> unprepared or outside of God run out of that MRS very quickly. For some, it's a promotion. And I want you to check your heart today. Why? Because we can engage spiritually and pull down and fray the horns and, you know, and destroy the altars. Right? If you have an altar in your heart to a small letter G God, the God of fashion, the God of self, the God of money, the God of status, the God of of ego. Some, some men are so egoistic. Their ego is their God. And their wife's job was to be massaging the ego and be worshipping the ego. That's her job. Yeah, I know we are ego beings, men. Aren't we? <laughs> I say we, myself included. That's how we are wired. But you see, you need to look sacrifice it. This is sacrifice it for God. So you need to check what small letter G God have I raised an altar to. And in addition, like the people in 18th, in addition to all these small letter G gods that we've raised altars to, For some, their altar is pornography. Pornography, that's their altar, that's what they worship. How do you know it's what you worship? It's what controls you. You are a slave to what controls you. And in addition to all these small letter G gods, like the people in things, we still have an altar to to God. To, but invariably, it becomes an unknown God. Why? Because you cannot have other gods and 
have him also on the same pedestal. So that altar raised to God becomes an altar to an unknown God, unknown to you. Because once it gets known to you, the other altars gets destroyed. Praise the name of the Lord. Gets destroyed. I mean, because God, God cannot um, share the, 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 the throne of your heart with another God. I mean, it just, there just has to be one God. The Philistines, they took the Ark of the Covenant of God and they took it into their um, houses, you know, to, their, to, to, to the shrine of Dagon, their God. What happened in the morning? Dagon had bowed down. Why? Dagon fell flat on his face. Why? Because there, has, there can only be one God. They put up Dagon, that you're a strong, small letter G God. We have been, our fathers have been worshipping you for ages. By the time they get back in the morning, Dagon has lost his hands and his legs. He was still bowed down before the ark of God. Why? They cannot be two gods. Jesus said, you cannot serve God and mammon. They cannot be two gods. Your pursuit of your heart cannot be after God on one hand and after something else. One God will reign. As long as there are multiple gods, the altar you set up to the living God becomes an altar to an unknown God. Becomes an altar to an unknown God. So, like, like the people of 18th, we also have an altar unto God, but an unknown God. You have raised an altar to him, but he is not known to you. Like, like Joab, we run to his altar when we are in trouble. Like Joab, we grab the arms of his altar when we are in trouble and we say we would rather die here. We stay like Joab. But it's one thing to run to the altar of God. It's another thing to know the God of the altar. It's one thing to run to, to, to the altar of God when we think we need God and we need his help. But it's another thing to know the God of the altar. I'm praying that God, the God of the altar, this capital letter G God, will reveal himself to you. In the mighty name of Jesus. It's not enough to just run to the altar of God and grab the horns. You know, the word of God says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. Which means the unrighteous run into it and they are unsafe. Joab had no regard for God. His boss, David, was a man after God's heart. Joab was more interested in accomplishments. In the whole of scripture, there was no time that Joab had a personal relationship with this God of, of Israel. He was a general and he had things his way. But when trouble came, Joab ran. And held the arm of the altar of God. But the altar did not speak. The altar did not help him. The reason a lot of people appear to be running to the altar and grabbing the altar, nothing is happening, is because of their heart. Their heart, as, I mean, what killed Uzzah? What killed Uzzah? What killed Uzzah? It was simple. Uzzah, you know Uzzah's story. The ark of God was coming to 
Jerusalem, Uzzah, the, the ark was shaking, and Uzzah touched it, right? And God killed him. What actually killed Uzzah, if you study it properly, you'll discover that, yes, the ark should not have been carried like that. But what actually killed Uzzah was the ark had been in Uzzah's house for years. Uzzah was the son of, um, of, of the potter whose house they put the ark. Uzzah paid no obeisance to God. Uzzah had no regard for the ark when it was in his house. Uzzah didn't wake up in the morning and say, this is the ark of the God of Israel. I bow before you, the maker of the heavens and the earth. Uzzah had no regard. Then when it came out, it was in the public. Uzzah was bouncing. We are the ones that kept this ark. We are the ones. God says, touch me, touch me. Touch me, just touch me. Chill. And the ark, maybe an angel shakes the cart. And the act, and Uzzah stopped, God says, and killed him. Why? Because if you have no regard for God in your heart privately, be careful what you talk about God publicly. Be careful. Because it is your heart, what you do in the private, that brings power to what you do in the public. Job had no regard for God. In his private life. He didn't seek to know God in his, in his life. But he was the first to want to take a special song in the choir. He was the first to want to take a prayer meeting. He was, he, uh, Joab was playing with fire. When he had troubles, what did he do? He ran to the ark, uh, sorry, to the temple, tabernacle, and he held on to the to the to the <laughs> So the on and the on of God is the on of power. Ever say the on of power is the on of power, and every Jew knows that. In fact, just before him, Solomon's brother had done the same thing, and God delivered him. So Joab thought this is the escape route. Be careful of formulas. Something works for somebody else. They're like, you don't know the God that they serve that made it work for them. You are just applying the formula. It may not work for you. You have to know this God. Why am I speaking like this? I want to challenge your call to know God. Praise the name of the Lord. So Joab held on to the urn. The same thing that happened to the children of Israel. They, they took the ark to the battle against the Philistines. The um, Ichabod and his brother. Sorry, not Ichabod and his brother. Ophni and Phinehas, you know. It took the ark, the, the ark to battle. Ophni and Phineas have been stealing offering in church. They've been stealing sacrifices. They've been, they've been touching the tithes. And God has kept quiet. God didn't do anything and they thought God was a fool. They took the ark to battle. They said because we have carried the ark of God, we have won this battle. They lost both of them died the same day. Eli, their father, heard the news, collapsed and died. The wife of one of them gave birth and said, this child's name is Ichabod. The glory has departed. No, 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 no. That was not when the glory departed. The glory departed when they were stealing the offering. Praise the name of the Lord. 
There are things that we do in our lives privately that robs us of God's glory publicly. It is not what, it is not when we stand in the public that the problem comes. No, 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 no. The problem came when we robbed God privately. At that place of the altar when we did not regard the most, the most high. So it is not worthy that Joab ran to God's altar, but an unknown God to him. But it was of no use to him. He ran to the altar of an unknown God. But it was of no use to him. And many times, we run to legitimate altars. I say legitimate altars because was there anything wrong with the altar that Joab ran to? Was the problem with the altar? No. We run to legitimate altars. But legitimate altars can't take the place of God. In your life, a legitimate altar cannot take the place of God in your life. A legitimate altar is church, for instance. Church is a legitimate altar where two or three, two or more are gathered in my name. Jesus said what? There I am in their midst. So divinity meets with humanity. He's here. Praise the name of the Lord. But, <laughs> listen. It's good to come to church. But coming to church cannot save you. The only thing that can save you is your faith in Christ Jesus and your corresponding life that has aligned with that faith. That's where your salvation stems from. Your faith in Christ Jesus. Should you come to church? Of course. God says we should not forsake the assembly together of one another. When we come to God, when you bring your fire, when I bring my fire, we have a bigger fire and we accomplish much more, right? Praise God. But it cannot replace your personal work and commitment with God. Another legitimate altar is prayer meetings. Oh, there's one prayer meeting going on in that place. Ah, it's a powerful prayer meeting. I'm going to go. You're going to hold on to the altar where your heart is not sorted out. You need to sort out your heart first. Praise the name of the Lord. Oh, one, one <laughs> prayer meeting is going on there. Oh, I'm going to go. Another prayer meeting is going on there. I'm going to go. Listen, don't be like Joab. First things first. Another legitimate altar in this part of the world is the anointing oil. Anointing oil or anointed handkerchief. Well, there's nothing wrong with those things. But that's, that's what just what they are. They're just things. You cannot replace them with God or you cannot replace God with them. I've seen a believer that was attacked. He was attacked and all he could say when he, when he got out of the attack, was, oh, God, if only I had my anointing oil. And I was like, what? Anointing oil? I have a very big God. He's always by my side. A very big God by my side. Anointing oil? When greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, anointing oil? Now, you know I don't have anything against anointing oil. 
But you cannot replace anointing oil with God. Oh, you cannot replace God with anointing oil. You have to seek God for who he is and grow your relationship with God. Then your anointing oil will be effective. Another altar we raise, a legitimate altar that we run and grab onto that fails. Amen of God. And thank God for men of God. And you know I'm not talking against any man of God. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. But a man of God cannot substitute God. It's totally impossible, no matter how anointed he is. He cannot. I was, I was, there was some guy that said to me, that, said to me um, that called me on the phone. His mother was dying. And he called me on the phone and says, Pastor, let us pray. <laughs> and I will tell him, that she has gone, no? Uh, this one has gone. This sentence is given. It is not reversible. And the sister would say to me, Ah, but pastor, we had, if there's anything like the greatest man of God in Nigeria, was there praying for her in one room. In another room, they had an alpha praying for her. In another room, these same people, they had a herbalist praying for her. And this man of God came physically to pray for her. And they were on the phone to call me another man of God, right? To join my own... Uh... I said, this thing has gone, no? Uh... And she died, of course she died. But what baffled me was that these people are able to try and raise up multiple altars, but they're not interested in God. They're not interested in God. They're just, they just want to use God. They just want to use God. Now, ask your neighbor, are you really interested in God? Get an answer, please. Are you really, really interested in God? Or do you just want to use God? Praise the name of the Lord. So we, we, we hold on to, to, we run to men of God and we hold the, the arms of the altar thinking that we, that we solve the problem. No, 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 no. It won't. It won't. It won't. No, 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 it won't. Is there a place for, of course you know that. Is there a place that they can just sit with you and pray with you? Of course you know that. There is. But it can never substitute God. Never. Another legitimate altar, I can go on and on and on and on. But let me just give you one more and, and we'll go on from there. Is seed. Everyone say seed. Some Christians worship their seed. The seed. I've sown a seed. But you're not interested in the God behind that seed. Legitimate altars that will be coming effective. So it's only our faith in Christ Jesus, only our faith in Jesus that will make the difference. Only our faith in Jesus that will make the difference. The, the hymn writer, I mean, I, I wrote this song, My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness, I dare not trust 
greatest frame, but only lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the Son, lead rock I stand, all other ground is sinking. On Christ the solid rock I stand. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All of the ground is sinking sand. All of the ground is sinking sand. One more time. On Christ the solid rock I stand. of um, what God said to me earlier hours of this morning when I was preparing for this service was that there's someone that's going to be in service today, I don't know if it's first service or second service or both that you actually stepped on something you didn't know that it was evil but since the day you stepped on it it's been downhill God, before you, as you walked into this place, by the time you are walking out, the effect is gone. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The best thing I can do for you is to help you connect to God. As your pastor, the best gift I can give you it's not for me to be able to pray for you and for your prayers to be answered. That's a gift, but it's not the best. The best gift I can give you is for you to be able to connect to God yourself. It's your own connection to God. That's the best thing that can happen to you. And so, so your, personal, your personal altar becomes indispensable. Your personal altar becomes what? Indispensable. You have to go back to that place. That place, for those of us that have experienced God in this very refreshing way before, you need to go back to that place and cultivate that relationship. For those of us that we have no clue, you need to start. We have a lot of programs that can help you. New creation reality will help you. If you've not done the journey, you need to do the journey. The first, the second trip particularly, deeper with God, will help you build your altar with God. Why? Because if, if, if other people are building their altars for you. As we, as we talked about earlier on, and a lot of them are malicious intentions. Malicious intentions. <laughs> Malicious intentions. 
I'll tell you a story, real life story. In fact, it happened on this, on this my trip. My wife and I were visiting a family outside of the country a few days ago. And this family, they are, um, if, you, if you will say very wealthy, they are blacks, but they live in a community of all white people. I think they are, in fact, they are the only blacks in, the, in that many radius of in that their whole estate. So the community is very tush, right? Everybody, there are no demons, right? Right? Everything is. So as my father and I were walking, we, we parked and we were walking in the, the driveway. I stopped. I said to my wife, look down. She looked down. An altar has been raised in that place against the people in that house. Satanists. You see, you see that why people don't know about devils. They do. What was on the ground? You, you could miss it. Feathers, corn, and the blood. They put a blood mark on their driveway. And we dealt with it and all that. And I was telling the couple that, because that's what the Holy Spirit was telling me, that they gave them that act, that altar that was raised in right in front of their house was an eviction notice. So, it was a white man that obviously did that. A satanist that did that. They understand sacrifices. Halloween, do you think they are joking with Halloween? Do you think they are joking? Yeah, and, and they, could, they would never have seen it. Why? Because they, their garage, they always drive out of their garage and drive into their garage. So they don't walk through their front door. But guess where they put the sacrifice? Over time, wind will have blown it away and they would not have seen it. They would have said, okay, is this, what red mark is this? They will not know. They will just notice that the husband begins to fight the wife. They begin to enter boxing, you know. Then they lose the house. Things just happen, and they will be evicted out of that community. Why? Because some people understood that these people, we don't want them here, we'll get them out spiritually. The Christian, we say, ah, we have been too spiritual about these things. Pastor, you know, these are superstitious, you know, beliefs. Really? <laughs> if there's a high-tension cable... High tension cable, you know high tension cable that's carrying live current. Say, I don't believe in it and touch it. What will happen to you? Toast. So, the family, of course, they are, they are believers. So, they got up and, you know, I told them what to do. They needed to respond. Let me just tell you anyway. When you see such things, you need to do two things. The first thing you need to do, you need to take authority over it, which my wife and I did for them. We took authority over it, we nullified it. That's the first thing you need to do. And I said to them, we have done this for you. But the second thing, we will not do for you. We can do it, but we will not do it for you. Because you need to understand your jurisdiction. It's not my battle. I'm not going to fight it. If you want to fight this battle, if it, if it happened to me in my own house, I have to respond. If the devil brings battle to your house, you must respond. You must respond. 
So I said to them, you have to respond. At midnight, this is what you do. We gave them scripture, gave them scripture. This is what you do, this is what you do. Guess what? They responded. I'm sure we will hear stories afterwards. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. You have to respond. I need to wrap up here. I have so much to say. But I need to wrap up here. The key thing is this. As a child of God, what those satanists were doing is child's play. It's with one declaration, I cancelled it. Do you understand? It's, 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 it's child's play compared to the power that you have. But the problem with the Christian is we don't use what we have. We believe the media that there's something called a secular state. There's nothing called a secular state. Ask the politicians how they get their power. Is it from God or from the devil? They all know it. Every one of them in every nation of the earth either belongs to God or actively involves in a cult. It's not like a secular state. There's only a spiritual state. And the spiritual will yield to the highest bidder. <sighs> Let's bow our hearts as we bow our heads. You are going to prosper in the name of Jesus. Every altar that has been set up against you will fail in the name of Jesus. Some of us, we are like spiritual giants that is sleeping. We are sleeping giants. I'm praying today that God himself will stir us up in the spirit and that you will take your place spiritually in the mighty name of Jesus. We have heard a lot today. Why don't you just talk to God? I mean, there's something must have stood out for you today. Just go ahead and talk to God about it. If you are here, you are, you are not saved. Jesus is not the Lord of your life. Don't be a casualty in this walk. Or you used to be born again. You are backsliding. You are backsliding. You are backsliding. You have set up your own small altars. And you have, you have point sacrifices on your small altar. And you are saying today, Pastor, pray with me. I want to dismantle every altar that is competing with God. My altar of self, altar of status, altar, whatever altar that has made me turn my back on Jesus or reduced or I've practically gone back. I want to come back to Jesus. That is me. Put up your hand now over your head and I'll pray with you wherever you are. Quickly, quickly over your head. Jesus, God bless you. Right there, God bless you. God bless you, right there. God bless you. That is me. Jesus, come into my heart. God bless you. Put it up. Once you have your, the card, you can put down your hand. You don't need to come forward. Just wherever you are sitting, I'll pray with you. That is me. Put up that hand. Wherever you are sitting, that is me. At the overflow, put up that hand. Wherever you are sitting, that is me. we pray for everyone that has surrendered to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. As they've cried to you today, we ask that you cleanse them and accept them 
into your kingdom. Change their lives totally and let your name be glorified. Honor, glory, dominion, and majesty we give unto you, Lord. I want to pray with you. If you are here, you are saying to me, Pastor, I can see I, vivid altars that I know that I have set up or I have sponsored on my behalf. Now I know that they are working contrary against me. You don't need to raise your hand. You don't need to come forward, whatever. Whatever you are seated, talk to God about it and denounce them. Denounce them. I don't want to take chances that you will go home and do it. You know, a lot of people who just don't do these things. Denounce them. Denounce them. Denounce them. Denounce them. Denounce them. In the presence of the Most High, denounce them now. Separate yourself totally from the consequences and the effects of this. Cleanse yourself totally in the precious and eternal blood of Jesus. And say to God, today I stand on your altar. I stand with you and with you alone. Father, we thank you. Lord, we honor you. We can never thank you enough. Honor and glory we give unto you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Father, we pray for everyone in this place. We plead the blood of Jesus over everyone, over every spirit, every soul, every, everybody in this place. Lord, we ask, and as we've separated and cleansed ourselves, every negative speakings, we cancel with the blood of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus. We stand for you. We stand with you all the days of our lives. Honor and glory be given to you. In Jesus' mighty name, we are afraid. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord.